Hey, Polly, hurry. I don't want to miss the Sean Tester show like you did last week. Plug it in. Plug it in. Well, you've reached the Sean Teshner Show at 425-247-8827. Tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about Old Dog Haven, which is a pet rescue nonprofit here in the Puget Sound area, which has many, many people working overtime to try and be the very best foster families for dogs in the Pacific Northwest. Now, a lot of these dogs would have been euthanized because they had medical problems and or weren't adoptable from shelters. So you can imagine how much love has gone into trying to put this organization together and make it something meaningful and purposeful for these old dogs. And sometimes we have a tendency to forget about that, that dogs are not toys. And dogs become a part of our family. And so tonight, as part of a public service, we're going to go ahead and talk about Old Dog Haven and challenge you to somehow get personally involved. Good luck, brother. That sounds like a really, really cool topic. I hope you did some interesting comments. What radio show is this? The Sean Teshner Show, of course. When's that? Where's that? This podcast you do is is a an expression and an outreach from what you do best, Sean. listeners who remember Y2K in the year 2000, everybody was saving up canned food and lentils and whatever they could to make an emergency food storage for when computers crashed and it was Armageddon all over. Anyway, that was 20 years ago. Some of you probably haven't gone through your cupboards to get rid of a lot of that food. I always joke about this when I stop by the Maple Valley Food Bank and speak to Dan Lancaster, the executive director. He's the only uh, CEO I've ever seen polishing windows to get all the smudges off of him because he can't stand to have the place look less than professional. And folks, they've been in service to others since 1965. And they've served 695,548 meals, 834,658 pounds of food has been distributed. 62,929 individual visits have been filled. 1,331 households served. 231 homeless helped. And 56.9% of those served are children and seniors. 609 families have received some sort of emergency assistance that helped to keep them from being homeless. And about 4,000 spent to help buy baby items such as diapers, formula, and food. 43,000 spent on fresh dairy and produce and proteins, and 988 children served with Christmas gifts by their own parents, and 460 backpacks with school supplies given to low-income families. And folks, I can tell you that makes a difference. If you're deciding that you don't want to go ahead and look through your cupboards and maybe donate some food, maybe, maybe you can consider when you buy food each week, set a little aside and drop it off at the Maple Valley Food Bank. Or send a check, because it is a non-profit, and you can write it off on your taxes. And they are at 21415 Renton Maple Valley Road Southeast, 
Maple Valley, Washington, 98038. They also have a P.O. Box 322, same city, same zip. Their phone number is 425-432-8633. And their actual website address is www.maplevalleyfoodbank.org. If you want to reach Dan, his email is dan at maplevalleyfoodbank.org. thing to remember, folks, is homelessness and hunger can happen to any one of us at any time in our lives. So remember that and give generously to the Maple Valley Food Bank. Thank you. This has been a free public service announcement brought to you by the Sean Teshner Show. Okay, well, tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about Old Dog Haven, which happens to be a nonprofit organization here in western Washington. And it was begun with an effort to try and help old animals that people might have rejected at shelters and who wouldn't be adopted normally. So tonight we have uh, Judy Thochner on the phone with us. And Judy, thank you for contacting us here at the Sean Teshner Show. You're very welcome. So Judy, how is it you became involved with Old Dog Haven? Well, it's kind of a roundabout story. Um, I've been had dogs and we've raised dogs and shown dogs and things for years. And of course, all, all of our dogs have aged. And the founder of Old Dog Haven, which is Judith Piper, uh, my horse student, <laughs> and I knew that she had gotten into this, but I didn't know how big it had actually gotten. Mm. And I went ahead and applied, you know, to be um, a permanent foster. And it's a quite an involved process with the um, questionnaires that they have. And you can decide, you know, what type of dog you want, what uh, size of dog you want. And so I put in for a small dog because I've had chihuahuas. And a couple weeks later, I got a call. Would I take a dog, which was right before Christmas? And, of course, I said yes. Because it's such a, it's a, it's an amazing organization that takes dogs eight and over, and most of them are over eight, um, out of shelters, and they're deemed unadoptable either because of their age and or um, health issues. And the whole purpose of the Old Dog Haven is to give these older dogs um, a quality of the end of their life um, without having to die alone in a shelter. Mm. And it's such a rewarding thing because you, you see these dogs come out of the shelters and they're sick and they're, they haven't been taken care of. Some of them have been abused. And to watch their, the transformation into a happy, much more healthy dog is just the most rewarding thing you could imagine. Well, that, that leads me to my first question, Judy. How in the world would someone be able to tell how old a dog is? Well, you know, a lot of the vets are pretty good at estimating the age of the dog. And sometimes um, the dogs come in that may have been with a person that passed away or moved into an old folks home for whatever reason some of the dogs come in and they come in um, with sons or daughters you know family members of the people that had the dog and so there is some some sometimes not often but sometimes there's the the story that goes behind the dog and so they have an age mm -hmm. with them is there any sort of liability that goes along with that say maybe Mom's dog's a biter and nobody knows it? No, because when they're in the shelters, the, the shelter people are, are kind of able to screen some of them. I actually have a biter right now um, that we think is 
part of it was due to some pain problems that she has in her back and her knees. And um, part of it, it, I think, is a learned response. And, you know, putting her on pain meds, she's doing much better. I've only had her since the July, July 10th, and she's actually coming around really well. She wants attention now. So liability-wise, I don't think so because they, they kind of know, you know, if you've got a dog that's going to be a bit of a biter or something when they send them into a foster home, and you have the option of accepting that dog or not accepting that dog into your home. And I appreciate that answer. The reason I asked, um, my mom and dad are 85 and 80. They're retired teachers, and they have two large German Shepherd males uh, that love to fight with one another. Uh, the the first one's, uh, I think, about 98 pounds, and the other one's 110 pounds. And for some reason, my mom decided she was going to get a trainer involved in trying to teach them not to be aggressive with each other. And a man was hired, and he came out, and he had these little bean bags that were something that was thrown at the dog to make them be quiet, etc. Well, anyway, one of the dogs bit him on the ankle, and then that turned into some sort of an infection, and he said, well, don't worry about it. I'm not going to sue you, etc. I think about six weeks later, they got a call from their insurance agent and said, you're being sued now, and we're doing all we can to, you know, protect you. Anyway, they ended up settling out of court for $50,000 with this dog trainer oh and his girlfriend. And because they're German Shepherds, uh, they're not considered dangerous dogs, say, as would be a Malamute or... Uh, say a pit bull. Or a pit bull. Or, but yeah. the problem is now yeah. they can't get homeowners coverage for the rest of their lives. Um, they're put on some list with the insurance companies. And that's why I asked the question. And the other thing, too, is uh, my brother decided he was going to babysit his son's dogs, and one of the little dogs tormented my daughter's German Shepherd, and she bit it and laid him open, and it cost, I think, 1600 bucks for surgery put the dog back together, and he was running around with one of those martini cones around his neck. Um, yeah. He survived, luckily. Um, but that that was one of the things I was wondering about. I know that the lady at the table who I spoke with at Reba Ranch today told me that, that veterinarian care and medicine is free for the life of the dog that someone adopts. And my question was, yeah. is there a fee involved, such as you'd pay at King County Animal Shelter, or do you have to have the dog chipped or anything like that? The, the dogs are microchipped, and they are microchipped as belonging to Old Dog Haven so that they're, they legally belong to Old Dog Haven, and that, that's how Old Dog Haven is able to pay all the vet bills, too. Um, but liability-wise, you know, I think, I mean, that's really unfortunate what happened with the trainer and stuff, but in my opinion, as, as being a dog trainer, you're, you're, that should be a, an inherent understanding that, you know, that can happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to help solve problems with dogs, and, you know, that's one of the risks that would be involved with that job. And I asked my um, mom, I said, didn't he have liability coverage if he was in business? Did you even check to see if he had a business license? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's normal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I've, like I said, I've been doing dogs for years, and we've had some dogs that we've taken in. Um, not too old dog even, but when we lived in Michigan and stuff, and one of them was a Great Dane that turned out to be very, very aggressive when he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And, you know, the option that you have is to continue working with the dog, understanding that you may get bit badly by a dog that size, or to euthanize the dog, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a danger. So, 
Or call yeah, Sir Simon Milan, the dog whisperer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. That guy's magic. I love watching his shows. Yeah. The, um, but he also has to uh, train the people. You know, it isn't just a matter of training the dog, it's training the people with the dog. Hmm. Good point. And you mentioned that all of the dogs still belong to Old Dog Haven. I'm just wondering what the connection there is. Is that so if a dog's abused, they can take it back because it's their property or what? Um, if, if for some reason the dog would not be taken care of and, you know, a home check had been performed and the dog was not taken care of, yes, they could take the dog back. Okay. Um, they, they don't want to do that. They want, and they want to put dogs into permanent foster homes where the dog isn't going to be shuffled from this home to this home to this home because that's tough on an older dog to be uprooted and put mm-hmm. into a new home all the time. So, you know, the people are screened very carefully, and they do home checks to make sure that the facility that the dog is going to, like if you have a dog that has a lot of arthritic problems, doesn't have a lot of stairs, he's got to go up. Either that or he's got to have a ramp, you know, that he can get up without having to climb stairs. Um, they just do a ton of checking and a lot of questions to find out if he would be an appropriate owner for this dog, and they're very, very careful about trying to match a dog with a particular situation. You know, um, years ago, this back in the 90s, uh, I had a young German Shepherd, and I had adopted him from somebody who was going through a divorce. And I happened to go to the shelter to get him his shots, and I noticed an older female Shepherd that was in her cage. And I asked the staff, I said, how long has she been here? And they said, that dog, Abby? And I said, yes. Oh, she's been here over a year. Uh, she was abandoned and was living under a house, and we found her, and she was in terrible shape, and her hips gave out, and so the the veterinarian decided to do surgery on her, and we've been feeding her for a year, but we can't find anybody to adopt her. And I said, I'll adopt her. You know, I've got a, a yard that's fully fenced, and I have taken care of German Shepherds my whole life. I'd be happy to try at least. And so they let me adopt her. I paid a $50 adoption fee, and... I brought her home, and, of course, my wife at the time wasn't very happy that we had yet another dog. But I was able to make a nice, comfortable area in what was the mud room in our house at that time, which was near a gas water heater, so she had plenty of warmth. And I would take her out every day. I'd carry her physically out to the yard so she could go to the bathroom and then carry her up the back porch stairs and into the house. And so she spent a majority of the time in the house, and then one day I came home and I found her dead on the lawn. So yeah. she lasted you know, and, six and that, months. But the dog probably had the best six months of its life. You I know, I mean, so. that's what we see all the time is dogs are taken and dumped into shelters for whatever reason. Maybe they, maybe they can't hold their urine all night long and the people don't want to deal with it or take the dog out in the night or, or put a belly band or diapers on. You know, you can do that with these older dogs. Mm-hmm. so that they can get through the night. But there's so many reasons that people drop dogs off just because they're getting older is, is one reason. Well, my um, mom had one and, German Shepherd that had a hip dysplasia, and we used to mm-hmm, wheelbarrow walk common. it out the door to go to the bathroom, and it lived yep. in a little area yep. in the basement in sawdust that we would go pick up at Millwork Outlet. And Millwork Outlet up in the Maple Valley, those guys are really kind, and we told them what was going on, and they let us have all the shavings we wanted for the dog. They made a little pen down in the basement, and as I said, his rear legs wouldn't work, so we just 
pick him up and open the door, and his front legs worked, so we'd bring him outside like we were walking a wheelbarrow, and he'd do his business, and we'd walk him back inside. And that lasted about two years. Yeah, and, and so you're the type of person that old Dog Haven would love to have as a <laughs> permanent foster. <laughs> My problem is I don't have and, a house. You know, yeah, and, you know, and a dog that, that doesn't have use of the hind legs doesn't mean that his quality of life has to be bad. You can have wheelchairs for them. You know, the little doggy wheelchairs that you've seen mm-hmm. dogs run around in with their, their hind legs in the wheelchair. You know, I mean, there's so many things, and these dogs can just tear around and be crazy silly in a wheelchair, you know, and their quality of life doesn't have to be bad. No. And so, you know, that's that's the whole purpose of Old Dog Haven is to not let these old dogs die alone and suffering in shelters because mm-hmm. nobody's going to adopt them. I, I remember today asking to take some pictures of, of two ladies with their little dogs in what looked like baby blankets uh, wrapped around them. Yeah. And the dogs were just poking out just their heads, and one little dog had its tongue kind of hanging out. And I just had to start laughing. It was so funny. to. It reminded me of a mama kangaroo with the, with the baby roo <laughs> sticking its head yeah. out of her <laughs> Those, <laughs> those two dogs, one of them was... One of them was Diane Lee's little Papillon cross, and the other uh-huh. one was my little black long-haired chihuahua. Okay. <laughs> I definitely want to post this picture um, on the show when I put it up on the Internet. We we have this uh, show here on Facebook. It's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a few others. And I'm, I'm also aware that uh, Nextdoor.com covers the Lake Sawyer, Black Diamond, Maple Valley area, so I'm going to post it there as well. And Hopefully more people will find out about your organization and do more to help out. Now, I noticed on your brochures it said you could donate money, um, and that's nice since it's a nonprofit. It's a write-off on taxes. And also it says that um, people will you know, contact you if need be and make visits and provide the free veterinarian care that these animals need. Right. Uh, and I can't think of a more worthy cause. Do you guys accept pet food, or is that something you just purchase? They do. We do get do- uh, donations a lot of times through pet stores like um, Mud Bay or River Ranch. You know, they mm-hmm. that donate a certain amount of dog food that gets passed on to the dogs that um, the, the fosters that can use that kind of dog food. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's medications that are um, donated to them. All kinds of things. I mean, dog beds, and there's there's one place. It's called Bailey's Beds, and it's a gal that makes um, makes beds and the, the little slings that you saw our dogs in, yeah. the little pouches. Mm-hmm. She makes those, and then she donates them um, to old dog haven fosters. Oh wow! So yeah, there's there's all kinds of um, donations that come our way, and you know we try to distribute them to the areas that need them the most. And one warning I'd like to give people listening to the show is, you know, when you adopt a dog, it's not a toy, folks. It's not like a, a baby bunny that you're going to dump at the Woodland Park Zoo when the thing gets old enough. Um, this becomes part of your family. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a commitment. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's why they call them permanent foster homes. The only time that they are not going to be a permanent home is, is if, for some reason, this dog does absolutely does not work out and it's not going to be happy where it is for whatever reason or the people, you know, can't deal with the dog, um, then they will uh, place it into another home. But it is an actual 
commitment for the rest of the dog's life. And that's one thing that they talk about in their applications, that this is a commitment. And, you know, when you pointed out what Reba Ranch does for you, um, I have gone up there a few times myself, and they really do work very hard at trying to help pets. Uh, They've got a dog run outside. Um, They've got a a veterinarian clinic there. They've got a dog wash station, uh, a babysitting service for dogs and cats. They've got every kind of food under the sun for birds, gerbils, snakes, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're very kind. The staff is extremely kind. I know that if I buy nine bags of dog food, the tenth one's free. And at 50 bucks right. a bag, that comes in handy. <laughs> you bet it does. <laughs> yeah. And I was lucky enough this last spring to, to get in there, and I bought, I think it was nine bags for the price of six. So it was quite a deal. Yeah. Well, it Diana, is. They've been I'm sorry, very Judy. generous. Diane and uh, her husband got involved at the same time you did with this? No, they, they've been involved longer, and they've actually had like 40-some um, old Dog Haven dogs. that They've been almost since the beginning of old Dog Haven 15 years ago, they have been fostering. Uh-huh. So do you have people that volunteer to take care of dogs for, say, a week or two weeks while they're in transition to a permanent home if you're overflowing? Um. We we don't take dogs out of shelters until they have a permanent home because we don't have a facility. Okay. But um, they do, if, if it's a, a dog that has to get out of a shelter quickly because it's so stressed or it's so unhealthy, um, there are some people that will step in and take these dogs for a week or two. Um, like I have another little dog besides the one that you saw there. It's a little Pomeranian, and she was another quick shelter pull and she was in someone else's home for a week before they contacted me and wanted to know if I would take her. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and then there's also um, ODH has people that will dog sit for each other's dogs when people go on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, they're familiar with taking care of the old dog and giving medications. And so it's a real network. That's wonderful. How about for military dogs that are retired military? You know, you hear about them. They've been uh, out, you know, sniffing for IED explosives, and then maybe the soldier is still in theater and they're sent home, and whether they're allowed to be adopted or not depends on, you know, the level of violence they've been exposed to or, you know, if they've been wounded or whatever. And then I think about the police dogs, too. You know, you think about these greyhounds that get retired and then they euthanize them rather than giving them up for adoption but that's all started to change. I'm just wondering if you've had exposure to any of those scenes. No, we haven't. Not that I know of, because I think there's organizations that actually help out with the military and the police dogs. And a lot of times those dogs will um, retire with the policeman that, that has had the dog as his charge. And, you know, military dogs, that's, you know, kind of a, Sometimes I think they can get them adopted out, but a lot of times they don't. Judy, um, did you know that but, Officer Chris Chatterson of the Black Diamond Police Department, he's their canine dog, um, a couple of years ago when the city had extreme cutbacks, and I think it was after the housing crash in 2008, they actually laid off the police dog. Can you believe that? They no longer provided enough no, funds, even for yeah. dog food. So he was out there trying to knock on doors and raise money, and once the word got out, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be happy to sponsor this dog. And, you know, that dog yeah. was 
responsible for stopping the majority of the drugs going through uh, on vehicle stops in Black Diamond. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I just don't think sometimes the sense goes along with the demand. Mm-hmm. If there's anything you'd like to share with uh, people out here who are listening uh, regarding Old Dog Haven, what would it be? That there is such a huge need for these old dogs to be gotten out of shelters to give them a comfortable, happy, healthy life for the rest of their life, whether it's a, a hospice dog that may only be six months or two months to dogs that people have had through ODH for years. And there's such a need. It's it's an incredible need. There, we have over 330 dogs out in permanent foster homes right now, and the vet bills on those dogs run about $90,000 a month. Oh and it's all done through do- donations. And the dogs lack for nothing. If they need a specialist, they need a cardiologist, they need a... Um, an ophthalmologist, it doesn't matter what they need, they get it in order to try to get these dogs comfortable and happy and have a good life. I'll remember that the next time I want to put a $100 bill in the machines over at the casino. <laughs> I can lose that yeah, in 15 yeah. seconds, but it sounds like 100 bucks would go a little bit further for you guys. Absolutely. I'd Absolutely. even, I mean, I'd even volunteer... Uh, Judy, to be on burial detail because, you know, when the dog passes away, the hardest thing in the world is to have to bury him. You know, and, and ODH has counseling for people for the end days of their dog, you know, because it's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Judith Piper, the founder of this, says it, it's, when it's time to euthanize the dog, she says it's better to do it a day too early than a day too late. Yeah. And my dog's only got to last me a day past when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. They're going to meet you on the other side of that rainbow bridge. <laughs> Tasteless, but, yeah, some people don't want to have to think about that. But that's that's inevitably what's going to happen. Uh, no yeah. matter if we adopt the dog or we raise it from a puppy uh, and it chews the, the legs off of our chairs, we're going to have to deal with that, and that's right. not fun. And, you know, and as, as fosters for Old Dog Haven, we all go into that knowing, you know, we don't know how long we're going to have this dog. It could be a year. It could be four years. It could be six months, depending. And there are people that do specifically take hospice dogs, and they know they're not going to have them for a long time, but they want, they want these dogs to be made comfortable. They want them to be... Um, happy and loved before they die instead of on a concrete floor in a shelter. Yeah, and uh, surrounded by other dogs, too, that love them, young and old. Exactly, yeah. Well, um, it says here on your brochure that your contact is www.olddoghaven.org, and the contact phone is 206-280-7614. And an email is office at olddoghaven.org. Are there any other numbers or suggestions for contacting that you'd like to give out? Um, no, that's pretty much, you know, where you need to go. There's also a Facebook page um, that has 
um, dogs that are waiting to be adopted, um, gives more information. And, and if you go on to the website of the org, um, that's a really good website in order to get more information on how you can help dogs. Um, we need transporters to take dogs from the shelters to their uh, for permanent home. Um, you know, anything that can be done to help Old Dog Haven, and there's a lot of ways to do that, and that's all explained on the website. Sounds like a pretty good ministry. It is. Like and I said, I'm going to I'm gonna have to end my casino habit now. <laughs> I don't have an excuse you appreciate now. appreciate it. <laughs> Folks, you too out there, think all the bad habits. If you're buying beer, going to the casino, spending money on things you really don't need to, this is a pretty worthy cause, and it's tax deductible. It says here, right on the brochure, that their tax deductible number is 0517534. So made, make it worthy. And I imagine that you take checks, cash, gold nuggets, anything that can be converted to monetary yep. use for these pets. Well, thank you, Judith. And you can. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can sponsor a specific dog. You know, if you've seen a dog on the website, um, they um, have uh, donations that can go into that specific dog for that dog's veterinary bills and care. Or you can just donate it to the general fund in Old Dog Haven to be distributed where it needs to go. Wonderful. Now, if I could just train one of those dogs to dig up gold nuggets for me along the river when I go gold panning. Well, you better get busy teaching them how to do that. <laughs> well, it's been a joy having you on the show, Judy. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. And, folks, anytime that you have questions, please contact them. Uh, they'll be happy to get involved in helping steer you to where you might want to be or not be, depending on what you might or might not have thought of. Uh, this has been a public service announcement brought to you by the Sean Teshner Show. So, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you pick it. Do <laughs> you want us to send you out mafia style or the zombies chasing you? You decide. Oh, zombie chasing me. All right, here we <laughs> that go. That sounds more exciting. Here we go, folks. Hang on. The zombie apocalypse. Should we give it a shot? Okay. Folks, I want to tell you about a great experience that I had going into Valley Automotive Repair and Electric, owned by Brian Kelly here in Covington, Washington. Their website is valleyautoelectric.com, and they're located at the corners of Wax Road and 272nd Streets. Brian and his mechanics are ASC certified and ASC Blue certified as a shop. They work on all kinds of cars, and they believe in providing great value for the work they do. They actually text the customer, and they let you know what it is that they've discovered on the vehicle, their recommendations for repair, and what the estimate's going to be to repair it, and whether or not you want the work done. Now, I had to bring in my 1995 Lexus SC300 because I had purchased some aftermarket taillights and decided to put them in on my own, and guess what? I ended up messing up the wiring so badly that my brake light stopped working. 
And I knew that if I got stopped by the police, I would get a huge ticket for not having equipment that was effective on the car. So I brought it down to Brian, and he told me that he would do what he could. He was able to bypass some little box and rewire it, and everything worked just great. And it's still working great. Again, very reasonable. I got not only a printout at the beginning, but at the very end detailing all the things that they discovered and that they fixed. Even some recommendations for my vehicle, such as the need for a potential water pump and a timing belt based on mileage. So I'll be bringing my car back in there. And I'll tell you, you're not going to find a better shop in the Maple Valley Covington area. And so I want you to do me a favor. I want you to call up Brian. I want you to tell him that you heard about his shop here on my show, the Sean Tester Show. And then go in there and bring your vehicle in. Have it at least inspected. You never know. Something might be falling off. This has been a free public service announcement brought to you by the Sean Teschner Show. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Sean Teschner Show. Next week, we should have some more interesting things to talk about. I encourage the listeners to go ahead and email us at trashner at hotmail.com. That's spelled T-R-A-S-H-N-E-R at hotmail.com. Or you can text us or call us at 425 425- 247-8827 here in the United States. And I promise that I'll get back to you. I also am able to be reached by voicemail. So go ahead and leave a message. If you have a interesting topic that you'd like to introduce on the show, please suggest it there, and I promise I'll get back to you. Or if you have something interesting that you'd like to be interviewed about, we'll certainly do that and or any public service announcements. This show is listener-sponsored. And we appreciate any donations that you'd like to make. So let me know if you're interested in doing that. Until next week, thank you for tuning in to The Sean Teshner Show. What I'm, radio show is this? The Sean Teshner Show, of course. When's that? Where's that? The AI has determined that you are no longer worthy of your salt. You are to be terminated. Action to start in two seconds. Terminate. Terminate. Terminate with extreme prejudice. Terminate.